Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I've been living in total chaos recently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to beat about the bush. Overworking, mm-hmm. extremely burnt out, mm-hmm. but it means that just general basic life has taken a backseat. I did message um, you and I was like, is everything okay? You feeling good? You went, no. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, you're on the phone. <laughs> it was amazing. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I was so not okay. I'm not okay. Um, I broke the freezer. The, the drawer of the freezer fell out, fell off. I don't know what I was doing. And then um, the contents of the fridge all fell out at me. Olives all over the floor. The olives still. The olives. (laughs) My my saviour. The olives. How could they betray me like that? They are all over the floor. And then I was thinking... Just delete them as you were picking up. (laughs) They can't go to waste. (laughs) Simple snack. Simple. My simple snack. All I wanted was the olives. I didn't even want the meal. It was a ruse. I just wanted the olives. Dinner done. Uh, Four olives. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, and then I was making a lovely prawn risotto. I just put the packet of prawns on the hob. So there's melted plastic all over my hob now. So. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. And then um, there's been so many of these things this week. It's been insane. Well, you sent, me a, pi- you sent me a picture of something. Something was going on. With my your smoothie wall. was all over the wall. <laughs> just, 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 yes, you had that right. My smoothie it was all over the wall. <laughs> I. <laughs> you know how last time we recorded I was sort of the one who had no sleep and it was a bit mad <laughs> I'm on low sleep like three to four hours a night a night a night, <laughs> a night. <laughs> drinking drinking alcohol melting away um, yeah I haven't really no sleep at the moment mm. There's a splatter all over the wall and it's just a mess. It went over my poor cactus. Your fiancé comes home. You're just there on your hands and knees with a paintbrush. <laughs> how, was, how have you been? Yeah, 
everything's totally fine <laughs> well I texted him and I was like I sent him the picture and I was like uh, I think we're going to have to get some paint and then he was <laughs> he was like no 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 don't worry we can just use like a cloth and some water because that's what we did for the watermelon <laughs> just completely... the watermelon what, what and then it was just a nice reminder that it's happened before right. and it'll happen again that's what we do he's so we understanding things, isn't it we he? throw things and the walls get destroyed so there we go I uh, I went for a big clean at home. Hmm. I had this bag, this big bag of all these fancy dress items. Oh. Loads. Lobster outfits. <laughs> I had a giant green screen in there. Or well, I have a system where I put it outside the front of my house for a day. So I live on the main kind of busiest mm. road. It's like the magic wall. You put it out there for a day and it disappears. Someone uh, takes it. Oh, that's handy. So I leave it there for a day. If it hasn't been taken, then I take it, put it in the bin, basically. That's my rule. Do you put a sign on it to say, please no, take just, it? just, just leave it and people wow, will take it. Wow, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I put it all out at the front. Uh, and I think it was quite a windy night. And in the morning, <laughs> I came back downstairs. I wonder what's been taken in the fancy dress box. Literally, the entire road, full my fancy dress I go downstairs there's a lobster costume blowing in the wind there's a green screen (laughs) partly attached to my bin somehow someone must have chucked it out it's like blowing like a cake this massive green screen I'm thinking fucking hell it looks like the circus walking into my house (laughs) hey I'm Jack and I'm Kat and this is a podcast called Distracted all about ADHD. ADHD. And now you say, <laughs> welcome. welcome. <laughs> Exciting guest this week. Come We've on. got Molly Brooksdridge, mm-hmm. and she is also known as Molly's ADHD Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know her from Instagram or TikTok, YouTube. She is so brilliant. And if you haven't seen her videos before, basically, she talks honestly and frankly about her life living with ADHD and autism. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like she does a lot of vlogs and a lot of advice and tip videos and we thought we'd get her on because the last one we kind of did with this was with Jack and we thought we really enjoyed sort of speaking to someone about their life experience and she is so excellent and articulate about talking about her own life experience. And we thought, hey, let's get her in. And she was up for coming and the chat was wicked, wasn't it? So good. It's so good. She's very, um, yeah, like you say, she's just very honest about stuff and like kind of the the difficult sides of ADHD, you know? So we spoke about um, her late diagnosis. So yeah. she was diagnosed with ADHD and then autism later on in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, her school experience, mm-hmm. masking, mm-hmm. Um, and also like how she's kind of figured out ways to cope with her ADHD mm-hmm. and autism now, like a support network. All that stuff. Yeah, it's a big one. There's some highs, there's some lows. Yeah. And there's some amazing tips in there as well. Some really great tricks that you could might be able to pick up and learn. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoy the episode. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Molly, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Hiya. Thank you for having me. So we've been doing like a run of episodes where we speak to sort of like experts. And we Mm -hmm. did one the other week where we spoke to just just someone with ADHD. And it was amazing to be able to sort of, you know, when there's so much going on in your head sometimes... And just to let it out can feel like therapy. Yeah, yeah. When when someone understands as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh my god, it's the best thing. And yeah. we and we had a little chat after we did that interview, and we were just like, we need to do more of that. 
And it's so we're so grateful that you've come on the podcast because I think it's going to be a little bit more of that. And especially because you are like a a pro at basically (laughs) externalizing what the hell's going on in your head. I mean, (laughs) from your Instagram and your online and your YouTube, there's and your book as well. There's, you know, you're you're really letting people know what's going on here, which is not only, um, bit scary i think sometimes it, yeah. it's brave to do it, it and is, yeah. uh, it's helping loads of people so first of all thanks for sharing so much and uh i'm excited for this conversation thank you <laughs> no honestly it's i think it's good that you're opening up like a safe place you know mm-hmm. there's so many um people online that can be quite i think quite gatekeepy and mm. they're like almost like don't want you to share your own like experiences and they just want to talk like a, they're a doctor right do you know yeah. what I mean and I yeah. always I always kind of pride myself on being so like honest and genuine because when I was diagnosed I I couldn't find anyone like that online mm-hmm. so I thought do you know what I'm gonna do it myself mm. yeah I'm just gonna be that person I really need yeah so I, that's why I do it oh amazing so how long ago were you diagnosed when I was 21 so 25 now so about four years ago mm-hmm. okay but it was very obvious right from a very very young age like excluded from school because when I was younger I really wanted to be a policewoman and that was my dream um and we would like the doctor said well it's better not to label a child like let them be okay like obviously I saw psychiatrists like sleep disorder people but it was just like hidden and I think it was because I'm a girl they just yeah. saw it as a bit like oh, it's probably hormones mm-hmm. so yeah it's always been there but 21 I was diagnosed I had to pay private as well did you yeah and so what inspired you to go and get Um, get assessed so like I say all through school I was excluded um and then I was put in a pupil referral unit in the last year of school what does that mean um so it's like uh, an alternative education place so it's like where the naughty kids Mm -hmm. okay that's what they say where the naughty kids go um and it's just you're not it's like not a typical classroom it's not a mainstream school you go maybe like three or four hours a day right Thankfully, I went to the school, my school were willing to pay to send me to like a, a local one, but kids can go like four or five hours away. Mm. Mm. I have to go on like um, buses and stuff. But thankfully, there's a local one to me. Um, and I went there two times a week and it was outdoor education. So oh. it's like fishing, yeah. um, learning outside, which yeah. for me was amazing. Yeah. Like it was the best education. I think I must have like gone up a few grades in just the six months that I was like there. Oh, that's so good. It's, honestly, for me, it was great. But when I left school, I had no GCSEs. I literally left with a photography right. C GCSE and I didn't get maths or anything like that. Yeah. Um, photography is a tricky one as well. You're not, it doesn't open up the field to many jobs, does it? No. Photography. Yeah, I d- I d- yeah, it was not a great one to try and apply for college with. Um, but I got in, not yeah. in the course I wanted to do. Yeah. But then I ended up being excluded from college and then okay. kicked out. Oh. So by the time I was Why? 19. What was going on? I don't, I, do you know what, honestly, I look back now and I think I was just so misunderstood and I mm-hmm. think I was just lost. I didn't know like what I was interested in mm. and I couldn't find my people or my place. Yeah. And I always felt like I was in the the lower kind of intelligent groups. So I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a rude way, but I was no, always I with people mean. that was maybe like a little bit below my intelligence. Mm-hmm. I always found myself kind of playing up to their kind of behaviours I tried to like match what was going on because I didn't want to feel like I didn't fit in. Yeah. And it, that just, for me, made my ADHD symptoms worse. Because I've seen you talk about it online and I'd love to get into this. And it's something that we, me and Kat have spoken about before. And it's masking, right? Where mm. you're kind of putting up a different facade of who you are. And, yeah. and assuming that's what you're talking about now, it's like yeah. acting up to be like someone else. Yeah. Do you think that was a coping mechanism for you in school? 
definitely. I think I try to camouflage what was going on inside me. Like, I mean, I can talk about myself now and I'm very self-aware, but when I was younger, I felt like there was no words to describe how I was feeling. Yes. I had like maybe like 50 different things that I was feeling inside and there was no one word that would explain that how I was feeling maybe mm-hmm. like overwhelmed would have maybe have explained how I was feeling mm. but at the time I didn't have that vocabulary to say like oh miss like I'm really struggling I can't sit still like not because I don't want to but because I can't yeah um, and as I got older I become aware of how different I was to my peers so I would start lying about like I say lying it's masking mm-hmm. but I saw it as lying so I would start lying about having sex really like oh I had yeah I had sex because I heard yeah. my friend say it it's I didn't say yeah I, I didn't yeah. but I had in my head it was like you have to say that because you, you're, you're gonna look like the outcast if you don't mm-hmm. say it and I didn't want to you know all throughout growing up I always felt like I was that so like as I was getting older I was like well if you lie then maybe this is a way to fit in and I think that as I got naturally got older that was what I adapted to and like a proper like people pleaser Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I and that masking for me is just like a camouflage I just had to camouflage and like I'd, well, anything that I needed to do, I would like, I would yeah. do. Mm. And I would rehearse things in my head. Yeah, I like, do that all the time. Yeah, like even a phone call. Yeah. I would be like, right, this is what I'm going to say. And I'm like, mum, does this sound okay? She's like, what, why this are you... a normal conversation. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, but I need to make sure that I'm not sounding weird. And she's like, you're asking for a doctor's appointment. Like, yeah. how does that sound weird? <laughs> but in so my head, funny. I'm like, am I talking too much though, mum? Yeah. I mean, when was the first time you started to feel like like you were a bit different from everyone else? I think like in college, that was... Right. I, I was quite, quite late there. Yeah, I, I feel like my younger sister's four years like younger than me, but she seems to be thriving. She's mm. got my dream job. She's a police, like in the police. And I'm like, why did my life not just go as simply as hers? Like, why yeah. is mine so hard? So yeah, when I was at college, that was when it all, for me, I felt like there were younger kids, younger students in the class... But I was older, but I was acting younger than them, like more immature. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I was mentally, I think I was behind them. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. mentally immature. And I, I sat back to myself and I went home one day and I said, Mum, I think there's I think there's something wrong. I think you're fine. I've got something like ADHD. And she was like, Oh, we've waited for this day. That's what really? she said. She oh. said, I would never her and my dad was like, we will never, ever bring it up to you that's so interesting that's interesting she never wanted my my dad's very much like the old school person yeah. like, there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong okay. with you yeah yeah you know you're perfect as you are you don't need to change yeah but my mum has bipolar okay so my okay. mum knows very much about feeling like you're labeled and you're mm-hmm. misfit and stuff like that she's very she's very aware of that mm. so she says she never ever wanted me to feel like stigmatized yeah, yeah. she she mm. said she wanted me to be able to live my life doing whatever i wanted yeah and as much as that was out of good heart and good intention I feel like it's done a little bit of damage I really wish that I could have been diagnosed maybe even just a few years younger Mm. I could have thrived in college and finally got like into the police into Mm -hmm. the like military police what I wanted to do but because I was that behind it was impossible for me to try and catch up Yeah. yeah the conversation just around mental health in general has changed so much particularly from our parents generation to now massively I mean like 
to be frank, when I was growing up, mental health, I just thought that meant you were meant like mental, like you needed to go into an asylum or something. Like genuinely, no, yeah. Yeah. that's sort of, that was my distinguishment. Like the black and white. Yeah. Yeah. It was super like, there's no middle ground. There's only the really extreme yeah. cases. And surrounded by like taboo of yeah. like, you shouldn't be yeah. labelled that. And I was, same for you and, and maybe same as your parents. I, I didn't want to be labelled at all. I was like, no. when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to be put in a box because people would tell me all the time, have you got ADHD? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not in this box. I don't want, I felt yeah. like it would trap me and push yeah. me down. That's it. But as soon as I got the diagnosis, I was like, oh, great. It's well, now freeing. I can start pinning like things That's down it. to it and, yeah. and, and improving myself. Yeah. And, and not feeling so guilty and shameful about the stuff I'm not great at. Yeah. Opens up the conversation, yeah. doesn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's... Like, I done a post on Instagram yesterday about, like, how freeing it is to generally, like, have that... I don't see it as a label, but that diagnosis yeah. made me feel like I wasn't crazy. Mm. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't a failure. Like, I wasn't doing it on purpose. Definitely. There was a reason behind it. It's such a big thing with the diagnosis and labelling and stuff. Like, a lot of people will say, why do you need the label? Like, why do you feel you have to get diagnosed? If you think you've got it, fine. Like, deal with, like, figure it out from there. But, like, yeah. why do you need the label? But, like, that is exactly it. It's that validation. Like, when it's you dealing with that, you just want that so that you can then have almost the clearance to be like, okay, this is what we're working with. That's it. Now I get it. And there's, like, it allows that acceptance, I suppose. 
you know, but for once in my life, all I could hear was silence. It was just like my, I could just sit and listen to my mum. Oh and God. I was like, what's wrong? And I was trying to explain and she was like, what do you mean silence? She's like, well, do you, what, your ears are... And she was, I was like, no, but my, my mind is quiet. Mm. Oh my God. It was just it like sounds wild. Nothing. It sounds wild. It is scary. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The first few, like, few days, maybe weeks, like it did make me feel like I had no personality. I'm not yeah. going to lie because it, mm -hmm. it did. And a lot of people say that that's why they don't take it. ADHD isn't my personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very it's very much a part of who I am, mm -hmm. but it's not me. You know, it's not my personality. It just took me a little longer to figure out, you know, that I I love making YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I love doing this and I love doing that, but I couldn't have learned any of that if I didn't take that medication. Yeah. And like after a few weeks, you know, it, you don't get that full effect. You don't get that big whack of like silence yeah and you adjust to it I suppose that's it mm. and you're not firefighting all the time of that's like it. all the difficulties I that's suppose. it and I don't feel like I'm on edge yeah. all the time so you don't have to take it every day no there okay. is I mean I was prescribed it every single day yeah but I choose not to so like mm. I do Monday to Thursday and then Friday Saturday Sunday is there a come down no from, from not um, doing it is there sort of a weird no, Changing not you. for me, no. but I mean, I can't speak for everybody, yeah, you know, like for me, from my experience, um, the first time I had it, I had the Elvance crash. I think that's what that? I, so like you go really high yeah. and then when it comes off, it's, you can really tell you get headaches. You feel really like you want to mm. eat everything, mm. you know, kind of like the munchies. You're like, yeah. oh, you're like eating everything um, because it really does suppress your appetite. I lost four oh, really? and a half stone oh my over six Whoa. months like, and it come Whoa. off. It wow. really come off because I didn't realise at the time, but I was struggling with like binge eating disorder. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware. I knew that I wasn't happy with my body. But at the time, I didn't realise that I was using like um, food to like stimulate me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. It's a big comfort. It's a big yeah, one. I, do that I didn't realise. Yeah, like fizzy drinks were my big thing. Like energy right. drinks. Like, really? Yeah, like Mountain Dew and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The fizziness and was it, giving me that. Whoo. It's almost like you don't have the conversation. Like I only re re recently realised because I've been sort of feeling a bit anxious recently, and in only in hindsight I've realised like God, I'm just binge eating every yeah, time yeah, I get yeah. anxious I'm just like yeah. eating whole packets of crisps you just want something like a, you want the crunch yeah, yeah it's something. a stimulation isn't yeah, it, it? it really just, is. it's a distraction as well yeah. just it sort is. of doing something without having to think about the anxiety yeah. it makes you feel good doesn't it yeah. Yeah. and it gives you that like release and mm -hmm. then I didn't realise I honestly didn't until like I spoke to the doctor who prescribed me the medication and she was like oh it's totally normal like yeah. if it gets dangerously like you're not eating anything then obviously you need to come off of it you're going to have to like wean off of it yeah um but thankfully like for me like protein shakes stuff like that that I have in the morning allows me if I don't eat it's okay for us um like hormones are a big thing I, yeah. I can tell when I'm like coming up to my cycle because the medication doesn't work oh really so yeah it really doesn't work like oh. this is for me like I say I can't speak for everybody yeah. but for me the the medication just doesn't work it's a waste of time in taking wow. it for like two weeks did you notice that there was like throughout your cycle there would be peaks of like when your ADHD was worse I, then if I look back now yeah I can see I can remember like when I first started at school like my behavior would definitely get worse mm. what well, when you had your period yeah your period. it would definitely right. get worse and I feel oh. like that was because I was so imbalanced I reached out to my behaviour mentor at school. Right. Okay. And I told her about my diagnosis and she was like, are you shocked? At school, I remember two teachers, right? I was called a rebe rebellious delinquent wow. who's going to end up in prison. That was my English teacher. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. And, this, and my behaviour mentor at school said to me like, 
um, I don't know how you're going to get in the police when you can't even follow basic instructions. Oh, oh, right. And so when I told her, I was just like, so if you weren't shocked, then why? Why, why did you not Yeah. It? And then, like she said, because like it's, it wasn't my place. Isn't it exactly a teacher's place to that, say that? Yeah. My, my, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would think. But mm. like, I, even my mum, like when I spoke to my mum and dad, um, like even right in my book as well, um, they said that a few times teacher, teachers would like flippantly say, you you know, I think she's got ADHD, but never follow up on any like yeah. support. Mm. Yeah. Like if my mum said like, if, if it was really bad and the teachers would have like mentioned like this, you know, this is getting out of hand, blah, blah, blah. They probably would have, push for that diagnosis yeah so like when I was at home it was like bad and like yeah. my younger sister and my relationship it, it was not great really? like beforehand before I was diagnosed like she was scared of me like mm -hmm. honestly because I was so explosive my moods were like major when I was diagnosed I was finally able to build that relationship with my sister that I'd seen on Disney Channel you oh, know all amazing. those amazing like sisterly bonds I never had because I was like for me I think I was like robbed of that yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why, why do you think you were so explosive? I just think I was just inside. I was so angry that nobody understood me. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, all every day, like, you know, truanting, not going into like, like certain lessons at school was because the teachers were just so horrible. Yeah. You know, I, I remember being in RE and the lady said, I just wish you didn't come in today. <gasps> Like, oh, I, Jeez. yeah, and like you're, and then she was like a supply teacher and she was like, I refuse to teach lessons usually if you're in them. Oh my gosh. I know, these these are genuinely teachers they're and like they're in the wrong profession. remarks that really stick with people. Exactly. Like, I, it's crazy. It honestly is. And I really hope that, you know, that the that teachers are better now. Yeah. Like, I really hope so. I mean, and like what we're doing now and the like YouTube and stuff like yeah. that, it's, this is why it's so important. It's so important because also like, I think teachers, you can see how they would get frustrated if they don't know what they're working with. They don't mm. understand. That, if the student yeah. themselves doesn't understand, the teacher doesn't understand. There's just all this explosive stuff going yeah. on and no one knows how to deal with it. You can see how they get frustrated, but at the same time, you can't be making comments like that to people. No, like, it's, it's scary to think that like, I can remember that and yeah, I left school like in 2014. That's ingrained in your memory. Yeah, and like I can barely remember where I put my phone, my keys, yeah. anything. <laughs> but I can remember exactly that yeah. day. Like I sometimes go to sleep and I'm like, you know, like when you're half like really, really tired and you mm -hmm. just sat there laying there. I just sometimes replay these things Get in the my head. Yeah. And it, it's so raw still. Like mm -hmm. it cuts me really deep. You can like and I'm see just, their face saying yeah, it. And you? I just would love, like sometimes I even like imagine myself turning around saying, well, actually yeah. I have ADHD. Yeah. yeah. Like if I could have just got it tattooed on my head, <laughs> I think my life would have literally been so much easier. Yeah. You should be born with a tattoo on your head if you've got ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's uh, a reason why you've started talking out in public? and kind of going on Instagram and YouTube and making these videos. Is it because of your own experience and how you were treated by these teachers? Maybe even a bit of a middle finger to them. So it definitely is. Like It gives me that like fire in my stomach mm. to be like, do you know what? If I can help anyone, like the younger Molly, mm -hmm. if I can be that friend to anybody growing up, yeah. then I'm going to do it. Yeah, like, that's how I feel And I don't well. want any money for it. I don't want anything. I'm going to mm. do it out of the goodness of my heart because like my heart was shattered so many oh. times because I couldn't be like everyone else, you yeah. know? I, I felt like I needed to be, you know, Emily or, you know, yeah. Matilda. I needed to be somebody else and I didn't want to be Molly. And that's mm. really sad. It's like, so sad. Because I know the younger Molly had so much to give and she was never like in, a, in an environment where she was safe to do so. Can you remember any real low points for you when you were growing up that maybe were pivotal in changing you or, or just moments that really stand out? It's definitely like friendship breakups for mm. me. 
Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I felt like I didn't have anything to give to a friendship. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking it's, about it's here. Horrible. Because it's like you're masking because you don't want to expose who you really are. Yeah. But at the same time, because you're doing that for so long, you don't really know who you really are. That's it. And then you also mm. are so nervous to like expose anything. You just try and be the same as everyone else. But then that's boring because you're the same as them. They yeah. want something different. And then you don't give them that thing. Yeah. You're and not being authentic. You're not, and, yeah. I think people without, and they can tell. They can tell without even realising themselves. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's, oh, it's a horrible cycle. Like, I can look back now and I think like... Like one of like one of my oldest best friends, like I would have loved our relationship become like you know years and years and years mm. down the yeah. line of friendship, but but I always just felt like I just I was miles behind, like years and years behind her. Mm. Um, and I look like I look at her now, and I you know I do that little thing where I look on Instagram under like my my youth, like Instagram page. Mm. She doesn't know that I have it, so like yeah, to me yeah. that's like a little bit of an identity. She doesn't know who I am, yeah. <laughs> so I can look, give her like little sneaky look, and I just think, see, that could be me. Like you're with you're with like another girl who's your best friend and I just think that's all I ever wanted like what yeah. do I have that, that why don't they you don't reach have? have you thought about ever reaching reaching I feel out to I feel like friends? no I, I don't I don't feel like I want to mm. I feel like there's so many like lies that I would have to untangle yeah okay. no, I don't mean I lies it's a lot of conflicts yeah, yeah there's yeah. so many things that I said I did that I didn't do yeah and I feel like if you don't have ADHD or you're not aware of any neurological like you know, developmental mm-hmm. conditions. You're not going to understand and you're just going to see me as a liar. Mm-hmm. But actually it's pure masking. Yeah. But to them it'll be like, well, why did you lie? Why did you tell me that? Yeah. I don't know I though. Don't know. Well, I don't know. I feel like it depends. I don't know these people, right? No, no. But I feel like if I had someone come up to me and they said, hey, look, I know we are really good friends. I just want to let you know, I said all this stuff. Yeah. And, and actually it wasn't true and I said it because of this and I was trying to be this person and I'm you know and I've grown and changed I would I would take it really well yeah I suppose actually because now you can come with an explanation and a better understanding of it it's like everyone's regardless of whether they've got ADHD or anything everyone's trying to figure out who they are at school and like trying to figure yeah. out what they're doing it's confusing man. Do change. Yeah. it's confusing at school confusing. I think this is where rejection yeah. and sensitivity comes in because uh, yeah, I yeah. feel like that would put me in a very very vulnerable very place vulnerable. big time oh yeah do you know what I mean and you'd like, be waiting for the reply yeah and if she didn't I'd be like oh my god she thinks I'm a weirdo yeah and I think I don't know I feel like I've come so far yeah that if I do that and they don't reply, like that's going to kill me. Like yeah. that would break my heart. So I feel like, like I, I don't know. Like I've I've closed that chapter of my mm-hmm. life. You know, I've made I've got like a real best friend now, mm. and yeah. I keep that private. I don't post none of that on my Instagram. You know, I don't do any of that. Yeah. And I've come so far now. This friend, this like my best friend knows everything about me, and I have never had to lie. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to play this yeah. like superior Molly that I really feel like I need to be. Like I, I don't do that. Yeah. What were the um, the sort of tools or tricks that you've learned to try and stop yourself from masking? Me is definitely talking about it. I told the, my old best friend about this, this, this. You know, I lied about having sex. I lied about doing drugs. I lied about drinking alcohol. And she was like, that's okay. But my mum is my absolute best friend. Mm-hmm. I'll tell her anything. And just opening up to my mum allowed yeah. me to think, do you know what? I can do this. I can open up to someone else when I'm ready and explain drawing using color but just mm-hmm. drawing how I'm feel how I feel like I feel inside yeah right. has really really helped me I thought you know what there's going to be so many other people out there that feel like that and that's yeah. when I started my YouTube mm. yeah because I thought you know what if I can talk to my mum about it I can talk to a camera oh. 
So let's talk about autism. We've not talked about that on the on the podcast yeah. at all. I know there's overlap, oh, but, it's they, a huge but, but I also sort of see there's a big difference the contradictions. as well. Because yeah. like, in my mind, I've seen a video, a brilliant video you've done of dancing and it's one of ADHD going absolutely mad yeah. and then the autism's a bit more like yeah like less. slow down yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I guess two questions when was the autism diagnosis um, same time as ADHD no it was um, two years after two years yeah. after okay. so when I was 23 right I, I've never ever ever been able to identify with autism never really mm. I've never done it and every time I've done like a test or anything I think no I'm never going to do that like mm-hmm. that's never that's I couldn't identify that of my behaviors but as soon as I started ADHD medication bam my autistic traits were there oh, wow. and they came in like with full-blown power right. they had they that space took to come over because my ADHD is definitely the dominant one out of both of yeah. them so like when it's tamed with the medication okay. the autism is like right my time to shine and it shines wow okay so I feel like it, it keeps me a bit balanced but at yeah. the same time I'm like out of control because I'm just like I want this but then I want that and then yeah. it, there's no balance. So what, do you, give me some of the, sort of the main symptoms that you face with autism. Right. So for me, it's like, I want to be social. I have that aspect of like ADHD where I'm like outgoing, want to talk, want to do everything. But that autistic side of me is like, no, I don't want to do that. Because if I put myself in un, unplanned or kind of a social environments where I can't guarantee the, you know, the stimuli, like how crowded it's going to be, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it can make me feel very, very anxious. Mm. Like people in general make me anxious, but my ADHD side of me is like, oh, I love that. If it's not planned for me with ADHD, I love that. I love to be spontaneous, mm-hmm. adventurous. I love that. Mm. But then that, like I say, the autistic side of me is like, no, no, yeah. unless I've planned it and I'm in control of cancelling the plans, it's not happening. Do you, how much do you know about, um, people that take ADHD medication and then autism signs show up. Is that a common so thing? So very common. Really? Very, very common. So mm. many people, when I've done a YouTube video on it, like, oh my God, same, this happened. And I was like, oh, so it wasn't just me. Can we jump back to uh, medication? Yes. We were talking about it earlier. Another video that I saw of you was when you had to go I to the Isle of... I think you're my number one fan. I am. Big fan. <laughs> big fan of it. You went, you went to the Isle of Wight. Yes. To oh, get yeah. medication because there's a medication shortage. Yes. Tell, tell me about the shortage and then also the journey to Isle oh, of Wight. What's gosh. going on there? So I'm not like, like I say, I'm no expert. But yeah. for me, I know there's just a nationwide and actually it's quite like around the world there's a huge shortage um they say it's because they can't the original kind of creator of the medication they are they've sold it to a different brand yeah and now they i I don't really understand it myself but all i know through the doctors is that they cannot help me Mm. um they aren't specialized in adhd medication so the gps aren't allowed to um, you know, put you on a different medication. They're not allowed to trial you on anything. Right. They can't change the dose. So then I had to go back to the NHS waiting list. And I mean, that was crazy because imagine how many people are asking for help. Did they say how long it was going to be? Well, it was in October, but now it's been pushed to April to 2024. They they don't even... and like 2024? Yeah, and that's just being reviewed. Yeah. That's not to say that's coming back in 2024. Basically, they said, we can give you a prescription and they send it to my local pharmacy. Uh-huh. And they were the most helpful people in the world. Like they know more about anything than even the doctors, in my yeah. opinion. They were like very like helpful. Yeah. They rung around 18 local pharmacies. Oh my god. Boots included. Nope, nope. We don't know. We don't know. We have none in stock. But then out of the blue, my ADHD NHS doctor rang me up and said, um, in your postcode. And I was like, but that's not my postcode. But that's like in the Isle of Wight. Yeah. She was like, but that's the nearest one. You need to go over there tomorrow and get it up before it goes. And <laughs> oh I was my like, god. 
I don't, I've never been to the Isle of Wight. Like, I live like a really, really small town away yeah. from like, li- like the Portsmouth is where I'll say I live. Yeah. But it's not there. It's like a small town away from Portsmouth. Yeah. So I needed to make my way to Portsmouth, like get a ferry, which I've never done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to get the ferry all the way over. And You're then like I was- like a pirate for yeah, this medication. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so, it's like crazy. But then I had to go all the way over there. When I got there, oh I had a little bit of a scare because I was like, did I bring my ID? Couldn't find it anywhere. And you can't pick up ADHD medication because it's a controlled oh God, drug. I imagine if you hadn't. But it was right at the bottom of my bag and he was like, I can't give it to you. Unless oh, you've the got... heart sinking, the yeah. sweat. Oh, oh the sweaty palms. I, yeah, I, you, I, I, I was going to say, do you know what? Absolute fuck it. Like, I was going to scream. <laughs> Grab it from the right. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was willing to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I'd go to prison. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, on a ferry for this. Yeah, like, are you going to give me back the money? Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, he was really, he was great. It was like, look, open your bag. Let's have a look. I yeah. needed someone yeah. to intervene then. Because yes. I was going to be like, right, if, if I'm going to have a meltdown. Yeah. My mum's all the way over there. <laughs> like my mum's not going to go on a boat to come and get me. Yeah. Um, so like I was, yeah. He was like, calm down, let's just chill. And how long wow. did how long did medication cover you for? Twenty eight days. So now okay. I'm don't have any left. Wow. And that's it. Um, now you have to go back to the Isle of Wight, or you have to. Oh just... no, they don't have any. They're out now. They're as well. completely out. I had their last one, and they were like, we didn't want to give this away. A year ago, my sister got a brand spanking new car. I went to the part, you know, like the car place with yeah. her. Yeah. For the first time ever, I was able to go because before, if I'd even mentioned, anyone mentioned around me about a car, that would send me off in a frenzy. Really? Wow. I want a car, I want You'd a car, really I want a car. Or... Yeah, I'd be like trying to apply for loans. I apply for loans. I did like a few years back, loads and loads of loans and wow. I got credit cards because I wanted a car. And that's when finance is very dangerous. Yeah, Because you're like, I can do it actually. Yeah, Kalana's not great for me. I've no. Had, no What's I, that? You know, like you can like buy something and pay later, like yeah. or uh, installments. I use it a lot. Right. Thankfully, I've taken my Apple Pay off my phone. Yeah, Every, I had to because okay. I was just clicking. It's so dangerous. You know, gaming. I'm not even a gamer, but I've downloaded a game. I love it, and I one month I spent 150 pounds, <gasps> and I was embarrassed to tell my mum, so she's going to find out right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really embarrassing sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, why do I do it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the shame inside. It's like There's burning. There's so much shame around it. I know. I totally get that as well because it's like. The mo- in the moment the dopamine hit is so much more worth anything else oh yeah you just it's like I, I, it's fine I'll yeah. find the money or like you're not even really thinking about it you're no just, just like, double tapping on fine, the side it. and it's done mm. yeah and then you're like damn yeah, when I, I see that I bill that. I'm like yeah so that's a good tip then so to take off like Apple Pay and just sort of for mm. me it's, yeah. Yeah. it's changed a lot and like you know like I've set a limit I don't know if you anyone on Halifax you can right. set a limit on your card for online shopping okay oh. I've done it and you so that you can't go over a certain amount of money. That's really And if great. you unswipe it, you it doesn't like n- like automatically unlock. It, it takes like 72 hours to unlock. So you got time. Uh, yeah, so you can't just then go tap, tap, tap and then yeah. pay money. It doesn't work like that. Like, I know it sounds silly, but I feel like I need to be like babysat. No, I totally get that, that. That thing babysits me. Yeah. It doesn't allow me to go over that money. Yeah. But I can, sometimes, you know, it's five pounds and I think, oh, why did I even spend five pound? Yeah. That's a lot. But then I think, but you did spend 150, Molly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like five pound, you're 145 pound up. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Because it could have been a yeah. lot worse. Like Kalana, I know it sounds funny, but mum babysits me of that. She's like, so how much have you got to pay this yeah. month? Because I've like bought a few Christmas presents on there. Mm-hmm. So like my mum's well aware of my finances. We, we put it in a book and she knows 
Mm. So like for me again, open up about yeah yeah. My mom's like, so remember this month you owe you've got to pay a hundred and whatever it is to Kalana to pay off that Apple back Apple yeah. back or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, just having that someone understand and be like, you know, there's no shame there. Yeah. She knows Definitely, what I owe. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you say like you know you were sort of joking about being like having your mum being like a babysitter for you, but actually, I mean that's growth. Yeah, from if so you look huge. at when you were young, younger and you would mask and be someone else and pretend like it was all going out and it'd be chaos yeah to like being like you know what mum i'm not very good at this i need you i need my hand holding and yeah, that's totally yeah. fine yeah well, i used to be embarrassed that i rely on my mum but mm. actually i know that if i didn't have my mum i would probably be in huge amount of debt mm-hmm. and when i was diagnosed the lady said the doctor said you know you can go either two ways with ADHD that was as severe as what she claimed mine was she said and you could have ended up in prison with the reckless behaviour that I was showing you know all my schooling she Mm. said a lot of people that have the very kind of similar behaviour patterns Mm. that you you have showed haven't ended up the way you have yeah they have ended up very lost a lost soul getting in in you know prostitution drug addiction yeah. alcohol addiction you know getting into like really bad trouble mm-hmm. and f- like I, I've thanked the lord that I have not turned out like yeah. that you are the queen of giving tips and tricks <laughs> Is there any major, amazing, life-changing tips that you've taken on that you use day to day? It can be anything. It can be maybe just something you've done today that you want to share for the end of the episode. No, you have to come onto my YouTube. Ah, <laughs> and that's it, folks. Uh, no, it's very much just like I say, like, just talk. That's honestly the only thing that's helped me is like yeah. talking and being yeah. open and being like okay with criticism. Oh, God. I hate it, but you have to be open to it to grow. Because I'm usually very shut to like, well, I'm doing it right. You're the one doing it wrong. And if I want to do it this way, then don't try to tell me I'm doing it wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've had to learn to be okay with people giving me advice or like, constructive mm. criticism I don't yeah. like it I I grip my teeth yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. sometimes I'm just like shut up I don't care what <laughs> you're but in my head I'm thinking that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you're in a fight or flight mode aren't you yes. you're like yeah. instantly plunged into that yes. fight or flight I'm, like, I'm just oh. waiting for someone to say you should be trying harder yeah or like yeah, yeah, yeah. well you could do it if you tried yeah like, I'm just waiting for someone to, then I will bite their head off yeah yeah <laughs> but then I'm just like oh it's okay they said it's oh it's, it's, it's it, I'm doing good yeah exactly I can chill but yeah definitely be open to people giving you criticism it's, it's hard yeah. mm. and you have to work on it and I feel like when you're ra- around the right the right people yeah they it, can deliver it yes, properly and the environment has to be comfortable for you and safe mm. when I accepted that things take time yeah, yeah. like my, my doctor said to me and this is one piece of advice that I would always give everybody is pills don't teach you skills so medication right. does not teach you those skills you need you still yeah. have to go out and learn them mm-hmm. if we try medication you've got to remember that these pills don't give you the skills. They give you the, well, she said, it, it quiets your mind and it allows you time mm-hmm. that you don't usually have right. to learn those skills. Yeah. So yeah. You, like, it's down to you really to find your own toolkit because what works for me probably might not work for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, Molly, Brilliant. thank you so much. It's really like amazing to- Yeah, there's been so have good. such an honest, frank chat and thank you for opening up. And I think the YouTube videos you do and all the videos you do on Instagram and online is just super great. And I think you're helping loads of people. And you mm-hmm. mentioned you've got your best friend and your mom. Yes. And actually, I think the longer you do 
do this and the more like, authentic and real you are, which you yeah. seriously are online, yeah. you'll end up meeting more of those best yes. friends. And yeah. your you're community will now. Yeah. We're all you know, friends. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. That's what the community is for, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We found our people yeah, who yeah. actually know what, what it is. Totally. You know? So it's definitely a safe place. What a chat. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, 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 okay, okay. I love it when you do these breakdowns. <laughs> I keep them in as well. <laughs> okay, if you haven't realised, Kat's trying to do the outro now. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was so great. And it was so nice for her to make the trip. Yeah, really appreciate that. Because it was like long. She came from oh, near Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I go that long to meet us. <laughs> I wouldn't, I bet you do in Zoom. <laughs> no, I really, really appreciate it. And it was such a good chat. Yeah. Um, she had some amazing things to say. So good to just hear about someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out Molly as well, um, you can find all of her information in our description. Yeah, the links to her Instagram and her YouTube, it's all going to be in the description. Takeaways. I'm going to put it on you. What have you learned oh, okay. this episode? The more you mask and the further you push away your true authentic self... And actually, that is going to push you further away from the things you really want in life. Whether that's friends, love, a job. Mm -hmm. If you're not being your authentic self, and I mean, believe me, it's not fucking easy to do. Oh my God, no. The further you are trying to push yourself away from that, I think the harder life can become. Yeah, definitely. Which means it's basically doing the exact opposite of what you think it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so often in life, the hardest thing is just to be honest. Yeah. But it sound it sounds so simple, mm-hmm. and it really is yeah. simple sometimes. But it yeah. can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned from that chat with Molly that her masking was a defense mechanism, right? Yeah, it was for to sure. help protecting her, her, protect her, and it would have served a purpose, a yeah. really useful one, probably at school. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing that, it's going to develop into traits that maybe aren't so nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of that was my main takeaway. What about you? My main takeaway was about finances Mm -hmm. and when she was saying about putting blocks in the way so that it's not as easy to just spend money on stuff Mm, um, and having like that accountability of people maybe who are aware of your finances as well so you can get rid of any shame of overspending or getting into debt and stuff. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, We'd love to know what you think. Uh, We're going to put a bunch of clips out um, on our Instagram, which is distracted.podcast forgot what it was then <laughs> and, and uh, it, we would love to know what you think so just drop us a comment in the, in the video and say yeah we don't want more of this we like it uh, it's super useful we had so many lovely messages after we put out the Jack Harry's episode yeah. which is a few episodes ago now but um, some really amazing messages saying like thank you for sharing and it's just been wicked actually the more we've done this podcast the sort of the more messages we're getting from frankly just complete strangers yeah we've had some like amazing feedback actually yeah um, yeah. So, someone actually told me the other day, I'm not sure if I want to put this on here, but okay. um, someone told me that they referred our podcast to someone else and they've gone through the process now to get assessed. Wow. And they were like really struggling and didn't really know how to explain it or what was going on. Mm. They listened to the podcast related so much and now they're going through the assessment process. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so amazing. So amazing. We had another email about someone saying um, they they were recommended the podcast and they binged, all, it was six episodes yeah. at the time and they binged all six and, yeah. fa- and they found it, the, it was the first bit of relatability that they could get. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, super, honestly. Super, super amazing. Makes me so, so happy. Yeah. So please keep sharing your feedback with us and also yeah. maybe give us a little review. Yeah, a bit of a review. A following really helps. Yeah. But to be honest with you, like, you don't have to do any of that if you don't want. Just listening oh, is... There's a, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no... I mean, of course, there's... <laughs> Come there's on. No, there's no pressure. There is what a the pressure financial incentive if you <laughs> speak to me. No, no, there's not. There's not. There's not. You're not going to get, we can't give you anything. And on that cheery note. <laughs> Adios. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.